Good morning and welcome to a new episode of the Morning Star Journal with me, Tariq. And I hope that you've had a wonderful week. And today, uh, listen to the music. Today we're going to go over one of my favorite all-time games, Ratchet and Clank. I'm going to give you a little bit about the history of the series, talk about the kind of game in general where I... um, kind of first found it and what it really means to me so a few things that i want to go over some just want to say real quick is i want to thank everyone that's listening and i appreciate um you know you've actually taken time to actually uh listen to uh, this podcast even though i do feel a lot of times i am just rambling on a bit but um i definitely appreciate it and um i want to thank you so Once again, like I said, if you're listening to this, I want you to, uh, you know, kind of relax. And I hope that me going over Ratchet and Clank may make you decide to eventually look it up and actually play it yourselves. So, a few things we're going to, you know, talk about. Um, The game... Well, okay. Let me read over the... What I usually do is read over an intro... Pretty much from, like, the cover. Now, I don't have the original Ratchet & Clank cover. It came out back in 2002. And the covers really didn't go over... Didn't give, like, a detail or... Not a detail, but a a description like a lot of games now do. So, let me go over this from... Actually, from... uh, What is it? From Wikipedia, actually. I'm not afraid to tell you where I'm getting this from. And it kind of gives a brief description of it, so let me just go over it real quick. The game follows an anamorphic, anam- anthropomorphic, I'm sorry to say that three times fast, character Ratchet, meeting a robot Clank on his home planet. Clank discovers the villainous Chairman Drek of the Blarg race plans to create a new planet for his species. Destroying other planets in the process, Clank convinces Ratchet to help him on his mission to gain help from the famous superhero Captain Quark. The game offers a wide range of weapons, gadgets that the player must use to defeat numerous enemies and solve puzzles on a variety of different planets in the fictional Salina galaxy. The game also Includes several mini-games such as Racing or Hacking, which the player must complete to proceed. The game was very well received by critics and blah blah blah. Okay, fine, that's just critic stuff. So, the music that you're listening to is from Ratchet and Clank series, and it was by David Bergod. I'm probably saying that wrong, but he's a uh, French composer, and he's done a lot of different video games. Um, in different video game series, especially on the um, Play, uh, PlayStation or Sony. And Ratchet and Clank was brought to us by Insomniac Games. Um, Insomniac is a company that, um, if you know recently, they just uh, brought out the Spider-Man game, which I really would like to play soon, and I've heard it's really good. Um, another series they brought out was called Spyro, and that was before Ratchet and Clank released back on the PlayStation 1, and I'm going to get into that right now. Uh, so, back in 2000, and, about 2001-2002, I had first got a PlayStation 2, and before then, 
you know, I had my Super Nintendo, so I did play a lot of Super Mario World, so that platforming game was pretty fun to me. And at one point, um, I had lived with a roommate that actually had a Nintendo 64, and I got a chance to play Legend of Zelda. And the Legend of Zelda on 64 was um, 3D, and uh, the adventure and, and platforming was pretty cool on that, so I actually got to play a lot of that and really liked it. Now, the downside is on PlayStation, I really couldn't find something similar. Um, there was Brave Fencer Musashi, which was pretty good, and I really liked it at the time. But for the most part on PlayStation, I merely went, I really just played uh, mainly the RPGs like Final Fantasy and Legend of the Dragoon. Later on, um, I did find, I played a little bit of Crash Bandicoot, uh, which was created by Naughty Dog, uh, we'll, and they'll come around a little bit later. Um, but I really didn't care for Naughty, uh, Crash Bandicoot too much. I don't know, something about Crash I just didn't, just didn't care for. And around this time on PlayStation, they did release, Insomniac did release Spyro. Now, uh, Spyro was a pretty good, uh, you know, kind of adventure game um, starring this small dragon. But for whatever reason, kind of like the Crash thing, I just couldn't get into it as much. I almost saw it just like as Crash, but because it was a purple dragon, it just didn't really sit, sit with me too well. So later when I got the PlayStation 2, um, and I did get the Final Fantasy X, which was the first one to come out on that one. Um, yep, X, sorry. <laughs> Had to remember quickly. But yeah, Final Fantasy X, I thought, okay, well, I'll probably still get, um, you know, fantasy games. But one of the first games that came out uh, that I remember for it, or remember I getting, was Jack and Daxter. Now, Jack and Daxter is another series that I'll probably get to sometime. And that was created by Naughty Dog, who did Crash. Now, Jack and Dexter actually played, like, all the way through. I actually ended up beating it. And I wanted more games like that. So one day, when I was out, um, actually at a Blockbuster, believe it or not, finding a rental game, I came across Ratchet and Clank. And when I first saw it, I was like, this kind of reminds me of Jack and Dexter, only with guns. And I figured, okay, that's what it would be. But when I got into it, Oh, it just, it felt like so much more. Sure, there were guns, but just the relation between Ratchet and Clank, the humor they had for it, um, the way Ratchet was this really abrasive and kind of like quickly tempered, you know, kind of character, and Clank was just more reserved and trying to find the uh, logical steps and kind of getting on Ratchet's... Uh, uh, case a lot of times kind of either making fun of him or trying to you know um, trying to get him to do the right thing or actually constantly is like wanting to just rush in or you know break first and I'll think about asking questions later um but that was kind of ratchet's mentality and the game just kind of really appealed to me and um also the different worlds that you have to go to and um, all the puzzles, the platforming. Um, one of the cool things about Ratchet Clank is that even though it's not totally open world like a lot of the newer games were, uh, but it wasn't totally linear in which 
you got to a planet and you kind of had two different ways you can go immediately. You like a left and right. And each one took you to either an item that you can use or a story point. And you can't skip, you can go either way, but you have to go both ways eventually because either one progressed the story or one gave you an item that you're going to be using later on. And then sometimes there's even a third option that comes up that, hey, now that you got, for instance, the magna boots that allows you to walk on walls, all of a sudden that little weird wall section you saw to the left just a moment ago, now you go up and that's a whole new area. Um, and I, when I first got it, I just fell in love with it. Uh, I eventually had to return it, but I immediately purchased it myself and played all the way through, uh, beat it. Uh, I think in that one it had the Insomniac uh, uh, special level where you actually saw all the uh, behind the scenes and the uh, like it was like a mock of the studio so it was like uh, test images of uh, different vehicles and weapons and guards and stuff like that or maybe it might have been the second one but anyway I, everything I loved about the game. Um, and for whatever reason, like, and I felt like this was the reason why I had PlayStation. This was the reason I kept it. This is the reason why I keep on going back to it was this game, this series. And it exceeded my expectations with the sequel, uh, Going Commando, which they improved on so much. So one of the cool things about it was that, well, one of the things you got to realize is that when you had games before, if it, if it dealt with having guns, usually it was something like Doom, Unreal, Call of Duty. So it was really serious. It wasn't really done to this more comic feel of it. So whenever you had games like this, Jack and Daxter was a little bit more serious, at least the first one. The second one kind of goes a little bit... Because um, it was a lot more serious, but the first Jack and Daxter is kind of like Crash and even Mario in a sense, where you're still, you know, just punching or jumping on different things. So it's still got kind of got that, I don't want to say kid, but that youthful kind of feel to it. So when I first played Ratchet and Clank, I thought this is a weird mix of both. It's like, yes, it's got a kind of more, it's got a cartoony kind of uh, Pixar feel to it, but. I'm firing rockets and using turrets and uh, shotguns and the uh, vacuum cannon and um, all these different style, you know, weapons um, along with this thing. And, and I'm not shooting um, people or anything like that. It's like a lot of robots or monsters, or oozes, or these really, like, fantastical creatures of some sort, um, and it was just a lot of, it was just a lot of fun, because it kind of bridged that kind of, like, okay, kind of youthful, but, you know, slightly serious at the same time, and it was just, it was, it, like, the first one's amazing, uh, Going Commando, like I said, the second one, which I'm kind of playing again right now on the collection, which is something I definitely recommend, and we'll talk about um, some recommendations a little bit later, but um, Going Commando was also a lot of fun, because in that one, and 
and this is another thing I loved about the series, is that each time it improved on it. So it improved on your, um, it improved on the puzzles, it improved on the weapons. Um, and the second one, improved on the weapons in which if you used it uh, constantly, it would actually evolve. So it'll do more damage or it'll like the gun will look even bigger or be more destructive or I'll give you um, a few more capabilities. And, um, and also just the uh, puzzles too. So Golden Commando is the one fresh in my mind because I'm playing that right now. And in Going Commando, you've got a tractor beam where you have to move pillars like to the right position so you can progress to the next part of the stage. But sometimes you can move them in a different area to uh, find a hidden item. Or you actually use the tractor beam to move a robot onto a uh, pa uh onto a platform so it could actually unlock the door or launch bombs at something. Um, another, uh, another object is the uh, thermalator, I think it's called, but you can use it on a body of water and it'll either turn it to ice or turn ice into water. And you have to progress in certain levels where you have to either change it to ice so you can climb it or walk across like a big section or you have to turn it to water when it lowers so you can go through a tunnel and then turn it back into uh you turn it into water so you can actually go through the tunnel underneath but then have to turn it back to ice so you have to climb like i said it's it is crazy uh, and there's even a oh my goodness another one that actually for a short time, we'll create green platforms. Um, and so you have to jump across. And then also you have the grapple gun, which allows you to swing in different areas. So there's so many different platforming um, elements and gadgets that they give you. And another big benefit with the series was that instead of other series where, especially series with guns, like I said, like the Call of Duties and the... Um, Quake stuff like, or not Doom as much, and I think Quake allows you to have multiples. But it was mainly the the um, the Call of Duty ones like that, and the Battlefield ones, is that they only gave you you know certain guns, a certain amount of guns that you can carry at one time, like only two or three. Ratchet and Clank, you carried all of them, and they had a really good. Um, wheel that you can mm -hmm. just press in one button it kind of pause it for a second and you can uh, rotate on the wheel so you can easily switch so you're fighting uh, one bad guy in a spaceship you can switch to a rocket launcher all of a sudden a bunch of little guys come in you can switch to the uh, abominator or the uh, uh, mini nuke as it's called and just kind of take care of all the bad guys or if you're kind of completely surrounded quickly shoot a uh, uh, bring out the turrets or the mini robots later the Mr. Zarkons. <laughs> Talk about that. Um, but you can easily switch between all these weapons. And then also platforming, you can switch between all the gadgets depending on what you're actually doing. And Going Commando, I think, improved on it immensely. Um, then you had the third one, Up Your Arsenal. You kind of see a theme the ratchet like uh <laughs> creators were going for there um up your arsenal kind of did the same thing now it was around this time that you kind of saw that the they were going to more of a 
um, combat feel to it. The stages became a little bit more linear. Um, it was a lot more just either defend this area or take out these bad guys, you know, things like that. Cause you had like these, um, other partners that came with you. Um, and there was more emphasis on the guns. Like I said, they do improve on certain things. So they improved where the gun, um, became, the guns became more powerful. It gave you more options to customize and things, which was also pretty cool. But you kind of saw that they were, they were it almost seemed like they were trying to get away from the platform. And unfortunately, um, when the last one for the PS4, uh, sorry, PS2 came out called Deadlocked, um, that one, the story, basically, you took away Clank, so you just had Ratchet, and it was pretty much all combat. And it had some pretty cool guns, but they really didn't do a lot of platforming throughout the game. It was like this kind of running man type uh, scenario where he's kind of participating, you know, unwillingly participating in these um, games, basically, and you have to get them out. Um, now, they did kind of go back to the um, better format when the PS3 came out with the Future series, what they called it. So you had the Tools of Destruction, um, A Crack in Time, uh, Back to the Humanos. Uh, I know I'm missing one. Oh, um, Into the Nexus, which was actually called Into the Nether Regions again and um oh also the download quest quest for booty which actually had you fight and i wish i was joking i actually no i don't wish i was joking on this because it really happened undead zombie robot pirates what other game gives you undead zombie or undead ghost robot space sorry space pirates uh not just robot pirates, robot space pirates. Not a lot of games can give you that. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, throughout the series, the PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, it was still pretty good. I liked them. Um, PlayStation 4 came around, and I was just waiting. I was like, you have to be coming out with a game soon. Please, a new Ratchet & Clank game. And eventually they did. They did come up with a Ratchet & Clank game and it looked beautiful. It had um, all the guns we're familiar with. They even uh, introduced um, no, sorry, They uh, some of the new gadgets that they brought in like back in future was the Groovatron, which was a giant disco ball bomb that you threw and a giant disco ball would go out and all the enemies would start dancing. Um, and in certain areas, even uh, NPCs that were around would actually start dancing. And this would be on many, on the little bosses, even the big ones. So if you were fighting some major boss, you could toss that figure out and see them do a little dance. It was always hilarious. Um, but when the new one came out, I kind of feel that they definitely took a step back when it came to the story. Now, like I said, the first ones were pretty like ratchet was pretty aggressive and it didn't take the what i would consider the atypical um story arc for a character that looks like ratchet you know this kind of anamorphic um animal character which you know nowadays that would be something um that would be used for a very young audience 
and they would gear towards. And there's like a certain kind of, I don't know, just there's a certain attitude that they that they do that with young with uh, younger uh, cartoons and stuff that you know they didn't do with the first Ratchet Clank series on PlayStation Two. They kind of didn't do it with the third one though it was i'm sorry in the playstation 3 which they were kind of going to it but i think a combination of them making the ratchet and clank movie with the game did that where now ratchet turned into this more or less just misty-eyed oh i want to explore the world and i want to be a uh hero like Captain Quark and a lot of the story beats that they did in the in the in the series before they really changed for this movie and changed for the for, for the PlayStation 4 game and I feel like they did it more for the movie cuz and also just the way the game portrayed even though it looked beautiful they did a great job with the weapons with how you cycle through them how they um how they advance and even how uh, you can upgrade them. I feel they took a step backwards with how they portrayed the story and what they did. Um, and they used a lot of the CG sequences from the movie into the game. So there were times where, and this was one of the first times I really saw this on the PlayStation, was that there were times where the PlayStation gave me a warning going like, oh, you can't record this because this is actually part of the movie. And that made that Ratchet and Clank series, even though I had fun with it, and because I love Ratchet and Clank, it made that PS4 game more like a movie tie-in game rather than a standalone game like all the other ones. Um, which I really hope that, and it's kind of sad to say this, since the movie didn't do too well, I hope that if they do decide to go back to Ratchet & Clank, they do decide to make it fully the game and not worry as much about the movie. The old games could have been made into the movie on their own, but because they tried to make it a movie and tried to appeal to what I would assume is the audience that they were really wanting to go for, that younger audience, I think it lost a lot of something and became more generic than how original it was. Um, if people <laughs> saw me like ever heard this, they might say, oh, uh, you don't know what you're talking about, but this is just coming from a fan who's played your game since 2002, so take it as it is. Um, one of the things I would, I would personally recommend is that if you have a PlayStation 3, get the Ratchet & Clank Collection. It comes with Ratchet & Clank, Ratchet & Clank Going Commando, and Ratchet & Clank Up Your Arsenal. I believe it... No, okay, yeah, it just comes with those three. And I think those were really good. Um, even on the higher graphics. Now, there are some weird graphical things where... Um, like when it, because it's transitioned to HD, maybe didn't come out just right, but um, I think it's a really great introduction to the games. And if you want something that you can just kind of quickly play, though, I will admit that a lot of times I'll start playing them and I will just sit down and just start playing it forever. So be careful, you might get drawn into it like I do, but um, I would definitely say Ratchet and Clank Collection Edition is one of the greatest representations of the series 
Um, the next game I'd probably recommend is the Ratchet and Clank into the Nexus because that actually comes, I believe that one came with the download for the Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty, which is a good um, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 3, it's a good series. So I recommend those. And then, of course, you know, the future series of the Tools of Destruction and um, A Crack in Time, those are pretty good. I didn't really play the uh, Full Frontal Assault or the All-in-One, because those really did take away from the platforming altogether. So this just wasn't... Just that weren't for me. Um, Though Size Matters was a really cool one. I played on the the PSP. And that one, kind of like when it says Size Matters, it actually shrinks Ratchet and Clank down to a small size. So they're going inside of computers and like walking through like plants and things like that. So that was a really cool series. Um, All in all... Um, I think Ratchet and Clank is one of the best series to be out on um, on the PlayStation. It gives you a lot of fun. It gives a lot of action. There's a lot of humor in the originals that you just don't find as much. I think in the in in a lot of the later installments. But all in all, I think it's a really cool series, and I highly recommend that you give it a shot if you haven't. Well, I think I've rambled enough today on Ratchet and Clank. So, um, if you, like I said, if you ever have a chance, definitely um, play it. But um, I'm going to sign out. And kind of what I talked about last week was um, what three movies uh, define you. And I believe I said Office Space and Guardians of the Galaxy were my two. I think my third one I have come down to Drumline. Um, only because that um, the the um, background of Drumline was something that was my basically was my core being for such a long time that um, the being part of the marching band in that in that sequence and the intensity that it involved I was actually part of that world for a good bit and it would it did define me for so long so I think that'd be my third um, kind of third movie that defines me. But I want to thank you for listening. I hope you haven't fallen completely asleep by now. Uh, Next week, there's a chance that I might be um, on somebody else's podcast for an interview. Um, I'll talk about that next week. um, That goes well and just kind of go over what that was about and who I um, talked with. And I will see you later. Have a nice day.